Hey, and welcome back to the second episode of uh, A Day in the Life of Thomas Shire. I'm, of course, uh, Evan Essence, and alongside me is uh, Pro Bear. I'm going to start doing the intro. You don't even know what the fucking fucking intro. So nice, we had to do it twice. Yeah, Yeah, so yeah, we were going to release this all at once, but... There's so much to cut. Literally, he had a career before (laughs) he had a career... As a young up well, and coming, before he had a career that people that that you fans listen to this yeah. podcast, but real fans. We plus, uh, plus we just ramble on a lot because well, that's we've like, known we, each other. We, for we, so well, long. and this, there's so many stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, <laughs> the last one we pretty much covered all the way up till us leaving Texas. Yes. Uh, if you listen to that Texas part, it got a little heavy there at the end. Um, but again, like we say. We're just telling our stories, and not all of them are good, and not everybody is perfect, including the three of us sitting here. So we've all done things, so it's like that wasn't us trying to bury ACW shit. ACW did a lot for our careers, Mm -hmm. but there were some things that happened at the tail end that, that, you know, weren't good. But um, So let's kind of move away from ACW. Uh, we can talk about Inspire a little bit because you, you had a small run there before moving to St. Louis, or yeah, no? Yeah, I was the first ever Pure Prestige champion. There you go. I beat Teddy Hart and Scotty Santana. I remember the Teddy Hart's like they didn't think he was going to be there, and then he was uh, random. No, that was a no, that was another time. That was like my last match. Yeah, at Inspire he just shows up middle back. of the match. So uh, the thing with Inspire was like. This is um, Biss's promotion now. Biss, yeah, Biss also left ACW. Yeah, so pretty much what happens is Rachel Summerlin leaves ACW. Yeah. And a lot of people also leave, one of them being Justin Bissnet. Is that right? Biss- the one Bissonetti. We, we, yeah, we call him Biss. Biss. Big Biss. Biss. Piss on Biss. <laughs> <laughs> That's our radio DJ. Yeah. Uh, piss on Biss. It's time to piss on Biss. <laughs> and that's why the last one was two hours. You're right. Yeah, that's so, what, that's so stupid Biss. shit like this. So Biss with Max starts yeah. Inspire Pro Wrestling. Yeah. And a lot of people <laughs> go to there. And yeah, like the first show was really good. They had uh, like a three-way, I think, with uh, Chuck Taylor and Vega, and mm-hmm. yeah. uh, was it Albert? Was yeah, somebody. yeah. yeah. It was so Albert. like, hell of a fucking show, first yeah. of all. And um, so, like, I had talked to Biss and everything at ACW, and I feel like Biss always kind of knew, like, okay, you know, he's kind of somebody that I would like to keep on booking and have things for, you know, uh, type of deal, and kind of help bring along in a way and because I was still like coming out of doors I still didn't know I was Elvis Sharp for like three years I didn't know oh yeah yeah so we yeah, so now I'm Darren Shire okay but then uh, there was too many Darrens yes so at the time there was Darren Dean there was Darren Corbin and there was Darren uh, Childs Darren Childs and so they were like oh you gotta think of a different name so me and Biss were talking and Portia Perez was next to us and I go well my middle name's Thomas and Biss goes, hey, Portia, do you think Thomas is a good first name for somebody? And she goes, yeah, I think it could work. Is it for this guy? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, all right, cool, we're going to go with that. And I was like, okay, cool, now I'm Thomas Shire. You know? <coughs> and then um, and another thing, too, like like you were saying, not to completely crap on ACW. I'm not trying to do that either. It's just certain I things. I am. Certain things happen. I know, and I know why. I, I, have, I have a shovel. Yeah, because... I'm ready to dig my own grave. Somebody exposed your, your bare bottom at a show. My but bare like bottom. They, 
they kind of uh, there's still a YouTube video up on uh, up on the site on YouTube, and they kind of did a backstory a little bit with you know Dory and everything, and my all Japan and everything. So there was it wasn't like they were trying to bury me when I was there or anything like that. Not that they're trying to bury me now or anything, and I'm not trying to bury them. It's just like you said, things happen. Every situation is not an A plus great situation. And um, not everything ends fantastic. Yeah, and like I wasn't without fault either. Like I could have done stuff there better too, had better matches, done better things, you know, more sociable and stuff. I'm kind of like, you know, Matt is the king of social interaction. I chose, (laughs) yeah, Uh, especially he's on his phone right now. (laughs) Look at Ben Simmons hit that three. (laughs) He was watching that the whole time. The first episode, (laughs) I gave Klein his two fucking hours. Yeah, all right, all right, yeah, but uh, I'm still up. So inspired. So, Biss basically is like, hey, we're doing this thing, we have this guy, the Great Depression. And killer wasn't that, guy wasn't that Ricky? Oh man, I don't know if we can say that. I don't give a fuck. Okay, fight me, Bess. I wrestled ghosts for you. Yeah, he did. You did, Boothez. Yeah, Boothez <laughs> and Chris Boonois. What, what a way to go out. Yeah, match, match, last match. So we have this thing, and it's like, all right, you're a big guy. Mm-hmm. Great Depression's a big guy. We're gonna have us a big guy match. Hoss and, fight, if you well, do. before Hoss fights were even Hoss fights, brother. So we went there, had this match. The finish got kind of fucked up because it was supposed to be like a claw deal and like I was supposed to bleed. But they gave me like a box cutter thing Jesus. to blade. So like that's why I've never bladed in my career is because that frightened me. And like the Great Depression was uh, doing it and was supposed to do it on my eyebrow. And it was in his thumb, and it completely missed it. It was just bad. Thomas Munoz was our referee. You'll like that one. There you go. Petri. Back around. Uh, full circle. And, uh, yeah, it, it just did not go as well as I as I wish it would have. And then <laughs> I ended up – I like, did Battle Royals and stuff. And um, me and Vega had a really good match at Clash at the Bash. Uh, that was a really, really, really good match. It was an opener match. And, uh, Did you have another one with Gary in Inspire, too? Or no. The, the only ones that I've had with Gary oh. was, was ACW, uh, uh, Joplin, which we'll get into, and then Hogwild. Um, so me and Vega had that one. It was really, really good. I didn't get booked for like four months after that. First, I don't, I don't remember what the reason was or anything like that. Maybe I was just being an asshole and like told them they need to book me or something like that and um or maybe they didn't have space or you know whatever it is but uh i remember i was there supporting and rah, rah. yeah rah rah and they came up to me and they they said hey scott was supposed to wrestle uh oh no yeah they booked me again against scott and that's when scott debuted the pure title but it was like the wccw title and he was going to make it for pure wrestling and um uh, he was like, yeah, let's blah, 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 do this deal. And I came out, and it was a whole thing. And then I didn't get booked for, like, four months after that. And three or four months after that. And I was there at the show. I had my gear because, of course. Wrestlers have your gear. Wrestler have your gear. Uh, uh, showed up, and they said, hey, uh, Scott Summers isn't uh, going to be able to make it. He was supposed to wrestle Teddy Hart. Uh, can you wrestle Teddy? But we're going to do it in a four-way match. And I was like, okay, who's the four? And they said, me, Scotty Santiago, Teddy, and Mr. B. And I said, well, that's a lot of people, you know. Like, what if you just do me and Scotty and Teddy? And then, like, I guess B heard about this and thought that I... I don't know if he thought that I politicked him on this or something, but they turned it into a storyline later 
were like Mr. B in politics and stuff. And it wasn't me trying to be a, a, an asshole. I just thought like there's already so many matches that are multi-mans. Why don't we just have a triple threat? And like I didn't know that he wasn't on the show or anything like that. So I was, was I don't know. I threw it out there and they actually listened to it. And they were like, all right, cool. Uh, you're going to be our first ever Pure Prestige champion. Uh, we think that we got a good thing going on with you. You know, you're wrestler man and everything like that. And at that time, I was just listening to people be Mr. Wrestler Man and, you know, no personality and this and that and this and that. Until I started getting in your ass. Until old Big Daddy said, you need to be more vocal, son. Uh, <laughs> that'll be later. That'll be NWL. Uh, <laughs> Unfortunately, that'll be like three years later. Uh, but yeah, I went out there and uh, me and Scotty and Ted went out there and I love Ted. He's a wild man and I love it. And Scotty's one of, uh, I ended up shortly after that, I ended up moving to San Antonio and training with Funaki. And uh, Scotty was down there at the Funaki Dojo. So, uh, you know, we kind of knew each other from ACW and stuff like that. And we always joked around about you know, Japan and Funaki and Japanese uh, wrestling and stuff and talking to each other about Japanese wrestling. And so we knew each other and that happened. Um, I ended up defending my title like once against Mr. B and they did the whole politics thing. I was supposed to be a baby face, right? Yeah. <clears throat> and Mr. B was supposed to be the heel because politics keep Mr. B down, baby. You know, he doesn't sound like that. But um, we went out there, we had the match. We lock up, we do a few things, and then all of a sudden everybody starts chanting for Mr. B, Mr. B, Mr. B, Mr. B. And I'm like, what about me? You know, completely turned on me, and why wouldn't they? I'm just, you know, generic white baby face, you know, kind of deal. Wearing a singlet out there, and hooray for me. Kind of wrestling. Thing. I'm wrestling. I'm a Mr. Wrestler, man. That's all. I know this pose. This hands up <laughs> pose. I'm going to do a double leg on you. Uh, so, yeah, they turned on me in that match. And so it was supposed to be. <clears throat> since B was the bad guy he's going to steal the belt from me kick me in the nuts steal the belt from me we're going to go on that angle uh, I think this was about the time that Dean Ambrose did it or something like that with the Intercontinental belt at WC, or WCW WWE and so for whatever reason we still went with that finish I beat B I was a heel at that point and I cut a promo and I was like hey man you know you you know, putting him over baby face style and everything like that. And he kicked me in the nuts, took the belt, and everybody cheered him, you know? Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, that's good. At least that still uh, got over a little bit and everything. And uh, then we did another thing where, like, I wasn't on the show and B came out with the title and wrestled a match, and I jumped and I stole the title back. And then... Uh, Is it really stealing if it's yours? I mean, I, I, I garnered... Regained. I, I regained my championship... Uh, somebody said I was the usurper or whatever. I don't even know what the fuck that means. But uh, this is another thing where I was talking about where, like, the, the match that I had with Gary at ACW, a lot of people were talking about online. And, like, a lot of my matches, like, a lot of people didn't talk about me or anything like that, you know. And even when I was the champion, it was kind of like, you know, I'd have, I I would be there, but it's kind of like, oh, okay, you know. Even, some, even somebody said, like, I was meh. You know, I was meh. And it's... And, it's just stuff that I remember and it's so funny to think of now and it's kind of like, oh, maybe, you know, maybe I was, you know, looking back at that or whatever. The, the attitude that I had, the, the mindset that I was at at that time because I was, I was really frustrated with a lot of stuff too. Like, you know, winning the title and then here I had to, I had to do this match and, 
you know, the, the, the people turned on me and then I get kicked in the nuts and then I don't know where anything's really going to go and it's supposed to be me getting the title back and then all of a sudden Keith Lee happens. You know, mm-hmm. like, uh, not that I was frustrated that Keith became successful or anything like that. It's just... Uh, it just doesn't sound like the booking for you in that particular uh, <laughs> Well, it changed, you know. Yeah, it changed, you know. And um, we're, I'm sure that they had to, they had a plan with Scott with it and everything like that. And then they had yeah. to change their thing. And then this happened. And, like, you know, Keith ended up beating me and had a two-year run with the belt and everything. And, mm. you know, Keith became who Keith, Keith was. Yeah. And because of me, Keith Nonskin. <laughs> um, now, he did great for himself, you know. And that was kind of one of those things that, like, uh, that was kind of like, you know, a little stepping stone kind of thing. It's like, oh, cool. Okay, now mm-hmm. he went off to go do that. And then that kind of left me, though, too, where, like, I was still just, I was just frustrated with wrestling. And because you're trying to find yourself and everything like that. And it's, like I said, everybody's telling you, you need to fit in this certain mold. This is what you are. This is what you are. This is what you are. And it's like, I don't think that that's what I am. No, you know I'm not. Nobody just a... can tell you what you are. Yeah. you have to figure that out. I remember yeah. boxing with you back and forth about you pitching different character ideas, and the one that always stuck with me that I liked for you, but I never knew how you could play it off well was the Notebook guy. Yeah, the, the wrestling, the, yeah. the wrestlers wrestle where you like study, yeah. do something, like let go <coughs> the hold, write the note down, come yeah. back to it. So I stole that from an anime called Baby Steps. Okay. So the the premise of that is this guy is like a well like academic person, and one day in school he just says fuck it i'm gonna start in sports so he picks tennis and so every little minute detail in tennis the way that the velocity is english on the ball this and that and it goes throughout the seasons and everything he learns more but he writes in his notebook and he has little stick figures and this and that and um uh i remember pitching i pitched the funaki too and he really liked it too and he was like yeah that'd be like that's cool you come out there and you kind of study and um uh, he actually moved up here. He's my roommate now. But Ethan Price, he kind of does like the scholar. So he kind of he comes out with the book and he has like little notes and stuff like that. So I kind of tell him a little bit of things like that. And I, that would have been really cool. But um, unfortunately, something happened that we'll get into because uh, that happened in was it uh, August or September of 2016 when I broke my leg. Yeah. So <laughs> um, all this stuff was like early. So I lost the belt and, you know, like, I was trying to get out, trying to get in carloads, trying to, like, you know, be seen kind of thing. And I had a Mr. Perfect singlet that I had for, like, five years. It was two colors bland. Uh, People were telling me, like, oh, you're classically trained, you know, you need to do this. That's another thing that, like, it's okay. I understand. I get it. It's cool. Um, I was trained by Dory Funk Jr. I trained in all Japan and stuff like that. But it's just like so repetitive yeah. all the time. And it's like it's cool, but it's like I'm so much more than just Dory's student. Yeah, you're a young up-and-comer. Like, I'm a young up-and-comer, yes. And I'm Dory Funk Jr.'s student. Um, but that was always one thing that, that started to get to me too. It's like mm-hmm. I went to Japan. I did this. Like mm-hmm. I was a young boy. I like trained like them I ate like them I thought like them passed out like them passed out like them I wrestled like them you know and I thought for whatever reason in my brain that that one little thing was like what set me apart from people and that everybody needed to see that and that was I was a star because of that and really no that's that's a terrible mindset to think about you know because it's like I did do that stuff but really like 
you know, I did that stuff in 2008. It's 2012, 2013, 2014. You know, that's right. becomes that more and more. Changing. Yeah, it becomes more and more removed. And there's newer people coming out. You know, like everybody. I remember Bear Brown got really hot back then. He's still pretty hot in Texas and everything. And um, he's just hot in general. <laughs> Ooh, Bear Ritt. Ooh, you young stud. <laughs> uh, just guys like that. And I see people, and I remember. You know, like Steve, Steve Arino and everything, and like, he, but he had a character. He had, you yeah, know, he, was he had entertainment. He got real over in Anarchy. Yeah, he got really over and everything. And um, so, like, that was one of the things I saw. I was like, instead of thinking, like, how can I get better? I was like, I did all this stuff. Mm-hmm. I should be. Right. Oh, and I, I got in such a negative, stupid mindset, mindset yeah. you know. And uh, that yeah, really... I legitimately know what you're talking about. I always, yeah, exactly. As the know? worst of the squad, yeah, that was, always, <laughs> that was always my chip. You know, and like I remember, I I kind of talked to you guys a little bit about it, and yeah. I'm just like, you know, and um, so yeah, I just felt like I wasn't really doing anything at Inspire, and one day I got a little bit of Cuddy Sark in me, and. Uh, <laughs> Ended up messaging Biss and told him, basically, I was like, look, I want to be in these matches. Like, I know that I can get in there with guys from Shikara, and I can go, and I can put on entertaining matches, you know. Stop putting me in the first match in a six-man or, or a battle royal where I can't really do anything because there's 30 guys in the ring, you know. Right. Like, let me do stuff, you know. You guys put the pure prestige title on me. You guys trusted me. Like, let me do some stuff here. And um, that was the wrong thing to do. Told you to fall down a flight of stairs. He told me to fall down a flight of stairs like a little bitch. <laughs> that I was a little bitch, not he was a little bitch. But no, he um, he basically said, you know, like the way that they were going creatively, uh, you know, we did we weren't going to see eye to eye on it. So maybe it was time to take a break, and that ended up being a very very long break. Uh, and that was something that I put on myself because I put so much uh, stress and overthought everything and just like I have to do I have to do something I have to do this I have to do it and like struggling to find myself in wrestling and but also trying to like struggle to find my own identity in like life because not only it's like art imitating life kind of thing too where it's like everybody's trying to tell you what to be 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 you know like you know I'm I grew up in Florida and I like surfing and I like skateboarding and I like wrestling and I like you know the music that I like but people are like well you can't like that you can't like that and like this at the same time it's like you and then you need to look like this like you need to look like an Abercrombie model but you know like mm. you like hip hop music but you have to look like them and it's like it's so right. stupid and it's you know trying to fit in somebody else's bubble and I think that's another thing that uh, like starting wrestling at 18 like 18 going on 19 and just trying to please everybody so much and like I tried to please Marty and Dory so much and I tried to please the promoters that I worked for all the time and everything and just like I put all that stress on me and I was like I know I can do better for you guys you guys just aren't seeing that I can do better for you guys but really I wasn't putting in the performances that I needed to and like the work ethic that I needed to because I was in that negative headspace and it's and it's one of those things where all those other guys were like they were getting elevated because they were like yeah I'm gonna fucking kill it I'm gonna crush it I'm gonna do this I'm putting in the work in the gym I'm going to training I'm doing this I'm doing this and then so uh, like training with Funaki I just, it just became something where like I just started training with Funaki a little bit and then like Fuller I started doing more stuff with IHWE uh, I started working with RCW some more because you guys got me in with RCW uh, 
and ended up winning the tag titles there and that was kind of like something where I was like okay cool I've won a belt again but like what am I doing? Like, I've won it from Dunbar and Donnie Brooks, like my buddies. What did they ever do? You know, what have they ever done? Yeah, we'll get What's into this. <laughs> <laughs> you went with that one time, and everybody, well, we didn't do that, but everybody peed in that kid's bag. Yeah, we refused. Yeah, that was. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. I like yeah. that, but I still feel bad about that. Not that, because I didn't pee in the kid's bag. Yeah. I feel bad we never went back. Yeah, we yeah. beat up their entire roster. Us you guys and, did? Us yeah. and Masada. Yeah. We were supposed to go back and put them over. But the dates never lined up. Because yeah. I was legit. Because the way that came about was like, when I did the steel cage with the facts at ACW, yeah. uh, we rented it from Brandon. Yeah. And then I told him flat up, like, we'll do this, but here's the deal. It has to line up. Yeah. We yeah. won't just come down for you. And he's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Rented the ring, went fine. Did the first show, went fine. And the dates just fucking veered off. And then yeah. we stopped going to Texas pretty yeah. much. Yeah. We never did. We beat up their whole roster yeah. and we were never seen again. Yeah. Yeah. I remember Gary took that sick border toss. Yeah. Out of the ring yeah. on two yeah. guys. Man, yeah. that was yeah. his idea too. Yeah. No one pitched that idea for him. <laughs> Gary was like, mm, you back told me I'd ring Hernandez. Well, we were, dude, we heard all kinds of stories about Hernandez. Yeah. So we were like, man, who knows how this is going to go. Yeah. Because like, like, we right. I think this is even before Brent beat him up. This is way before. Yeah, right? yeah. This is way yeah. before. Yeah. So, but this he was real, the super tense. He was real super cool tense. with us. Like he treated yeah. us good. Yeah. Like he. Yeah. I, I guess probably just because we were from out of town. Yeah. And I, I remember he can bag. be one of those people where it's like you can see where he's gonna put his foot in somebody's ass to motivate them because it's it's one of those things where it's like kind of weeding people out, which a lot of people don't agree with, and like yeah. not saying that I do, but I come from like football and. Everything yeah. where the, well, we come from a whole different time when we yeah. were all coming into it, like, yeah. Veterans, yeah, beat up, beat the, the shit. There was always a battle royal on a show, and the point of that battle royal was for the fucking green kids to get chopped and beat up. Yeah, I think it's the dumbest fucking thing in the world. Yeah, but happened to us a couple of times. Yeah. Business. That was yeah. a mistake. They could beat the they beat the shit out of yeah. me every time. They try that with Matt. Matt would they take one shot. Matt look at me, punch him in the yeah, face. Yeah, I never. Matt fucked. never gave a shit. I never played into that part of the business. Well, yeah, Matt, wrestling don't mean that much to Matt. <laughs> wrestling don't mean that. I don't much care much. if you've been fucking throwing on your sweatpants for twenty years. <laughs> <laughs> your title boost. We get in that ring. Yeah. You better be able to fuck me up for real if you're well, gonna try that. That's one thing that Dory taught me, like going back to Japan, where he was. Like he's if they hit you, give it to him back. And yeah. like I always heard about that too. And he's and that's why like I feel like my European uppercuts like oh, they're second killing. to none yeah. about that stuff because he taught me how to do it. And I'm not going to give away the secret because there's three things that he taught me about the European uppercut. And I feel like there's people that do it differently, but I feel like I do it closest to how he does it. And I feel like mine is it's one of the one of the best, one of the crisps. Actually, I'm trying to put myself over crisp. for it, but crisp. Real crisp. So let's, let's get crispy. back on track yeah. here. But yeah, like RCW, I started doing RCW, and like we ended up being tag team champions there, and um, then like I ended up moving from Dallas to San Antonio and training Funaki, and um, even then, like I kind of had some like issues, like training and stuff like that, where I wanted to train and I wanted to get to this level, and it's it's that same thing of like. I just felt like I was just going through the motions and like trying to please people again. And it's, and it's just so like, 
even like when I was at Fuller's and he he put the world heavyweight title on me and everything, he's like, you know, we're gonna have you working this guy and this guy and like I was doing interviews with Mark Lawrence from WCCW and I was getting all this stuff and it wrestled was kind of Johnny just like, Gargano. I wrestled Johnny Gargano. Yeah, that's still on YouTube. Yeah. If you wrestled us. Know. I wrestled you guys set the, set the uh, wrestling business uh, back thirty years. We did what we were told to do. <laughs> yeah, we did what we were told at. to do, and, and then Maybe killed we the business. That for the Patreon. James Beard buried us. James, yeah, uh, gorgeous Gary Young buried us and chopped that me. That was that guy. Chopped name. me three oh, times in the back while Lance Hoyt stood there and was like, "What the fuck?" It took everything in my. Like yeah. I didn't know the you looked over at me and you were like, "You're not going to hit him." I'm about I, to hit him. <laughs> yeah, like, the referee guy, I didn't know. Yeah. I, I learned later. This guy was a pretty big referee in the yeah. territory days. He's yeah. very well respected. Yeah, I didn't know any of this at the yeah. time. James Beard. Yeah, yeah. and, and he, he, I mean, I, I remember saying to him and Gary on the apron. But we're trying to bait you guys in, and yeah. he won't go for it. I look at them and go, this fucking guy is going to bury us in the locker <laughs> I knew it. Yeah. I knew it was going to happen. But what bothered me about it is, is Fuller told us to do that shit. Yeah. He's like, go out there and have a spot fest. Okay? <laughs> yeah. So that's what we did. I want this to be super indie. And when we're getting fucking yelled at by old Gary Young and yeah. James Beard. Well, not only us, but they critiqued Fitchett and, and Kyle O'Reilly's match. Yeah. And he's like, well, you guys just aren't protecting each other out there. It's like, this is well, Kyle O'Reilly's. Kyle's, we're going to drive. World Kyle, class athlete. Kyle's going from here to New Japan. Yeah. You fucking moron. World class athlete. Like, well, ROH tag champion at right. the time. Like, so you, what bothers me? me the most about it is, is James Beard. Buries us for like this and that, and then three matches later, it's him and his friends in this weird tag match. Yeah, and they literally everyone leaves the ring to go backstage, yuck it up a bit, come back out two minutes later with weapons and shit. He's found the goo, get back in the ring. It's like same standards, man. You gotta have the same standards. So we had that match, and we set the uh, wrestling world back 25 years. I had the main event against uh, Matt Riviera, won the title. And that was the greatest match anybody could ever have. It was so old school. And Jim Cornette was there as my manager, and blah 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 blah. Like it was cool. Like it don't get me great. wrong, but like those guys kind of like tarnished it a little bit, man. It's like it's supposed to be cool and everything like that. And like I'm getting this cool thing. Like I like Jim Cornette. You know, a lot of stuff he says I don't agree with. I I'll I'll admit that. But like that was a cool moment for me. You know, having him yeah. as a manager at that time. This was like. 2013 so he didn't right. say a lot of the stuff that he yeah. said now uh uh back then but you know it's just like having that little moment and i was winning the world title in texas in fort worth you know like yeah. the crowd actually cared about me at the time and everything yeah. and you know and then we go back there and it's like yeah but that one match you guys had you guys just went back there and you called everything you didn't fucking feel it and blah 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 and it's just like what like we yeah. were told to go out there have an indie match Get the crowd into it, and who the fuck cares? But, but you know, yeah. and what, we was did. Fun, what was funny for us is the week before that we did King of Trios in front of fourteen hundred people. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> like, you know, and, and tore the house down. But what do we know? Because this guy hasn't gone to a wrestling show in twenty years and wants to chop fucking guys in the back. And yeah, feel oh, good I wanted so. to, what, what made me the most gorgeous ma- Gary Young. That was who yeah. I'm talking about. He's, he'll never listen to this. What made me the most actually, actually he's a patriot. He's a patriot. <laughs> what made me the most mad? Wait is, a goddamn minute! Is, is, is when Lance Hoyt is talking to us too. 
I see Fuller yeah. walking towards us, and the, and he fucking stops and turns around and walks off. Oh, I didn't know it's that. It's like, at what, at what point don't you jump <laughs> in here and go, hey, I told yeah. him to have a match like that. Yeah. And maybe spare us some of this. My yeah. favorite line, though, was old James Beard going, I've been in this business 30 years, and you killed it in 10 minutes. So yeah. I was like, oh, fuck, they've canceled the rest of the show? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Wrestling's over. <laughs> well, over. well like, then. Thank God. I'm going to go God. home and watch some basketball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to go home and play video games, I guess. Yeah, I was ready to fight. Go home and play Borderlands 2 with old Papa Pete. Woo! <laughs> and they kept, after this was over, like, like he hears, like, two guys are like, oh, you see that opener? They buried that. And Jay was like, yeah, I was in there, and yeah. like they were still just talking about it all yeah. night. It's like Jesus Christ, yeah. and like that—that that again is another thing where, man, I don't think I'm gonna get any heat for this, but it's the wrestling thing. It's a jerk off thing. Yeah, you no, know, like uh, we we're there. cool. We're cool. Like we're all cool, and like if we have a good match together, we go, man, fuck yeah, that was awesome, you know. And if somebody has a stinker, we're gonna do that too. But like those guys, you could have a good match. And, like, me and Gargano, we went out there, and Johnny fucking... He just came back from PWG. Yeah. And, like, we had this great match. He helped me out so much. Like, awesome. Even Braun, he came... He was like, you're no longer the young boy. You're the young man. Like, after that match, because I did so well, and I kind of held my own, you know. It was kind of a simple match, probably, for Johnny and everything like that. But for me, it was, like, one of those things right. that, you know, there... And I go back, and then people are like, ugh, why is, why is Shire in there with... Gargano why is this and it's just like okay and like it kind of leaves a little bitter that's taste the, in your that, mouth that's and everything, Texas you know? though like I'll, maybe it's changed since <coughs> I was there but the thing is when I was going to Texas yeah. you had the I don't know big five or you had your five guys that were pretty much main event guys all over yeah. Texas and they had their boys and you had those clicks yeah, that clicking. everybody else kind of like was... Dallas, San Antonio, Austin, right. Houston, uh, Corpus, uh, uh, Amarillo, Abilene. Yeah. Kind of like that. You we know? got lucky in the respect that we got so over in ACW, I think all those people respected us. Yeah. If, if for nothing else, we were driving 13 hours. Like, yeah. There were times we were in Texas three times a month. Yeah. And people were like, oh, yeah, you got... So we didn't have to deal, like, we didn't deal with as much of the politics yeah. as other people, but yeah. we would hear about it. Yeah. And, and Funny enough, any time we had to deal with bullshit, was it Fuller's Fed? It was, twice. Like, we yeah. almost got in a legitimate shoot fucking locker room fight at Fuller's Fed. Only time that ever happened. Really? Which I guess mean. we can tell the story because we're recording, so people are going to want to know about yeah. it. But you want to tell it now or when we come back? Uh, we can come back. We'll tell the story and then we'll get back on track with Shire. So the way the story now that goes, we're back burying everybody. Welcome yeah. to the Barry Podcast. We quit drinking a long time ago. We're just fueled by hate now. Yeah. <laughs> People don't know, but I'm actually quite the curmudgeon. I just Ooh. put on a happy face so to be the opposite of Matt. So go on, tell the All story. Right. I want to tell it fast, just so we get. Yeah. Uh, we're in a six-man tag. Me, him, Gary versus three guys. I couldn't tell. Livewire, his student in Texas, Texas Red. Red. So Sean Vex is the referee. Oof, Livewire. Yeah. So yeah. we get out there. The student goes for a dive. Yeah. Uh, he fucking undershoots big time. Mm-hmm. No, so, he goes off to the left by yeah, that's fucking what it is. wide. Oh, he okay. goes way off Should to I the left. Should I tell this story? So we try to run and catch him. Can't do it. He hits yeah. the ground. Literally four of us can't move fast enough to catch this kid. Because mm. Vex is out there with us. Right. He hits off the ground. Yeah. I ask, you okay? He won't answer. He don't say nothing. So Ooh, we're like, shit. oh, fuck, maybe he's hurt. We throw him in to start the heat. Uh, the whole time we're like, hey... You 
okay? Won't answer. Starts fighting back. So we know he's not hurt. He's just not answering us. Yeah. Motherfucker tries to shoot DDT me. I just fucking don't go with him. He just yeah. falls on the fucking ground. I start kicking the shit out of him. Uh, we get to the hot tag, which is yeah. live wire. Live wire is like a, what, fifty year old, fifty five year old man. But he's not yeah. the actual hot tag. But he had the, he probably had the ring. So. He, he's supposed to be the hot tag. No, he's not. It's Texas Red. Texas okay, Red. Okay, so hot tag. hot tag happens. Stuff spills to the floor. Fucking uh, live wire starts trying to shoot on Gary. <laughs> what a mistake! Starts punching Gary. What a mistake! So finally, Gary just fucking mule like he's got Gary. Gary's on the ground because yeah. Gary's selling for him. Yeah. But he's fucking bow bow hitting him. So finally, Gary mule kicks him, <laughs> gets up and fucking headbutts him right between the eyes. <gasps> Dude drops on the ground. Texas Red comes in, runs his hot tag. We yeah. run in, pop him with a belt, pin him one, two, three. <laughs> Match is over. Because Red's a sweetheart. He probably had no idea about no, it. No, yeah, I don't think yeah. he knew anything yeah. was going on. He's a sweetheart. We get to the back. I'm back there first. Yeah. There's fun pre-match stories, too. But yeah, but those aren't important. Those yeah. aren't. He's trying to go through it fast. Come on, yeah. Pete. Right, that doesn't lead to the almost fight. Tickle me yeah. with your feet. So <laughs> I get to the back before him and Gary. Yeah. They all get to the back. I walk up to the dude who we missed, and I go, hey, uh, I go, oh, you okay? Just put my hand out. Are you okay? He shakes my hand, and I go, dude, you, you completely went left on the dive. Yeah. He don't say nothing, though. So I shake it. I walk off. I sit down. Him and Gary come to the back. They go to shake the, his hand. He won't shake their hand. Mm. And he goes, well, maybe you guys should have tried catching me on the dive. And they're like, you went off to the left. We tried to get you. Yeah. I come back up. I go, what? And he's like, oh, you guys didn't catch me. He walks off. Whatever. We figure out he's pissed. But <coughs> yeah. it's done. Yeah. So I'm in the locker room with Gary. He goes outside. He's going to his car, put his gear in there. Dude's outside motherfucking him <laughs> to live wire. Yeah. So Evan goes out to him and goes, look, man, like, not Livewire's wife or girlfriend. No, it's Livewire. No, Livewire's still in the locker room with you for now. No, he's not, because I have a conversation with Livewire. Okay. <laughs> like he, he's talking to you. You come up to him, and you're like, look, man. I'm, you're right. I'm sorry I didn't catch <laughs> you. The girl ca- comes like, in a minute. I'm sorry I didn't catch you. You went off to the left. It wasn't done on purpose. We wanted to make sure you were okay. I don't want any problems. Like It's no big deal. Yeah. I'm sorry. Puts his hand out again. Kid shakes his hand, but the kid starts motherfucking him under his breath. It is funny. I do so, laugh. so he's like, "No, man." He's like, "I can hear you talking about me. Like, what are you doing?" So he starts fucking taking his fucking backpack off, shirt off, ready to fight Evan. This is where his girl comes. To in. which Evan goes, "I'm a grown man. I pay taxes. <laughs> I'm not going to fight you. Like, yeah. what are you doing?" That's yeah. a legit quote. So. He starts getting ready to fight. At this time, um, Fitchett, just yeah. Fitchett's with us. Oh, man. shit. Fitchett comes back in the locker room. He's like, Matt, uh, this fucking guy's out here trying to fight Evan. You yeah. might want to come out here. Yeah. So I go outside. I go, what the fuck are you doing? And I look at his live wire, who's his trainer, and I yeah. go, look, you can get him and you can go inside or I'm going to fuck the both of you up out here right now. It's your choice. Like, I mean, whatever you need, whatever needs to happen. Yeah. And he's so, like, come on. And he fucking takes him and goes inside. 
we go back inside, and then Franco D'Angelo, who <laughs> we real, met the first time today, yeah. he's a real big fucking dude. He's like, what happened? And I told him, and I go, I'm gonna fuck that kid. If they do anything else, I, that's it. Yeah. So now it's done. Like this dude comes walking through the locker room later with his girlfriend for some reason, and at this point now, pretty much the locker room's turned on him. Yeah. Uh, and where the story gets shitty, I guess, and why we didn't like Fuller for many years is uh, Gary goes to get our pay. And Gary comes back and goes, well, uh, he paid us, but he like took like 40 bucks out of here says that we were fined because... Uh, it wasn't Gary, it was me. Oh, yeah, uh, we were fined because <laughs> because uh, the, the girl, the guy's girlfriend called the police. Wow. And I go, and at this point, we've met Wolf for the first time today. Yeah. I don't know they're related. Yeah. Wolf's in the fucking locker room and he says that to me I go welp I'm going to fucking beat the fuck out of this guy I go guys get ready for, I'm going to go get this money or I'm going to fuck this dude up either way I'm probably going to jail I'll be back I get up to go after him and Wolf is like no man don't do it yeah. we'll figure it out and, I, and now I realize hey, I, man, come on. Yeah, later on I, I realize <laughs> why he cared so much yeah so I go find Fuller. Wolf is with me. I go, so what the fuck? He's yeah. like, I go, we didn't do nothing. This dude called the police for no reason. He yeah. was the aggressor. Yeah. What are we doing here? Well, you know, I got a ticket. I go, show me the ticket. Well, they're, go- they're going to give it to me here in a minute. I go, cool, I'll stand here and wait. I go, and then we'll figure that out. Yeah. Well, and I finally go, all right, give us our fucking money. Yeah. And we left. And I was like, man, that went terrible. This is a whole weekend of yeah. shit that went horrible. Yeah, that would sour me too, right? But yeah. yeah, that that was our near shoot fight experience at in Dallas, Fort Worth, My Texas. Sweet, yeah. Grown ass man. Grown ass man. Yeah, that I love that line. I pay taxes. <laughs> Grown man, I pay taxes. <laughs> I'm not gonna fight you. Cause listen, I'm not a tough guy. Yeah. But that kid would have whooped my ass. And it been embarrassing. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's like I'm then, not, he, then you got find a hundred dollars. I'm not like I don't say that shit, and then people be like, "Oh, he talks on the podcast, so he must think he's the toughest guy alive." I don't think that. But I'm the kind of like we'll find out if you can whip my ass. Yeah, that's yeah. for sure. Like yeah. we'll see. Yeah. But I know a live wire wouldn't have got the job done no. or his protege. Yeah. So, but oh. yeah, it's just silly. But let, let's start. Let's talk. Let's about, jump back to you because otherwise we're gonna tell the story of the spear. Jump back to me. And that's that's not. That's jump funny. back to me. Jump, jump back. So let's shot. talk about your first run of anarchy because all the stuff we talked about before with Inspire and all that. That's all even after your first Anarchy run, isn't it? Yeah, because uh, I came up and did the tag team, did the two tag team matches, mm-hmm. and then... One's uh, teaming with Dean, one's teaming with Solo. Yeah, one's teaming with Dean, one's with Solo, and then I came up and ACW put me in the business, mm-hmm. and I uh, was tag team champion, so JoJo was going up, so it was me and JoJo... Uh, Defending the belts, and I think we wrestled in like a four-way against like Angelus Lane and Espy, SB and a couple other people, I think. And um, that sounds about right. Yeah, uh, this, was, this was a while ago, and uh, so I think we had like one or two tag matches at Anarchy. Um, was still kind of doing some wrestling stuff, and then. Uh, I ended up wrestling Darren Dean. That was good. And I it remember was that. Really I remember good. that being yeah, real good. Was, I remember there was a clothesline in there that just looked killer. We did the clothesline and we got a "This is awesome" chant and like "Holy shit!" And I did the power bomb, which you were like, "You gotta do that all the time, Daddy." And you never did and, again. No, I do it now. 
Power bomb the fuck out of people now. Part of a combo. Yeah, power bomb. Roll them back into <laughs> shitty ass German. Excuse me? That's the John Davis combo, sir. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I remember wrestling Darren, and you you actually gave me the the copy of that because I wanted to send that out to companies, and I sent it out. and didn't hear shit Darren back. Dean heard great things back. Yeah, Darren Dean heard, heard great things back. Uh, uh, but yeah, I had that one, and then. I think my last match was against you. It was me and you. Maybe. I think it was me and you. It was the last match because I came up. And that was like when my anarchy run was over. And I was just kind of coming up. And then I think I committed to two dates, but I got fucked over at my work. Because I asked off. And then they were like, well, no, you didn't put it down ahead of time. And I was like, I'm a fucking door guy. Like, just, you know. (laughs) So I kind of got screwed over on those two, and then that was kind of like, twenty uh, sixteen, <coughs> I think. Yeah, then anarchy. Twenty fifteen or like early twenty sixteen, late yeah. twenty fifteen, and then, and then that's when like anarchy. You guys started doing NWL, I think, and then like I started seeing that NWL stuff, and I was kind of like I was tired with Texas, really, because you know. How did you break your leg? I broke my leg in a match with Rodney Mack. So, supposed to be 30 minutes, it's for the title, Rodney's gonna, you know, beat me and everything like that. We'll go back to some more stuff, because I got Charlie Haas matches I want to talk about. Okay. Um, but it was supposed to be, yeah, like 30 minutes, uh, me and Rodney are gonna wrestle, he's gonna, you know, some chicanery stuff like that, shenanigans with his manager, he's gonna beat me, blah, blah, blah. Is Jazz his manager? Uh, no, it was uh, one of his students, I can't remember. He was like the professor or something like that. He had a book. He was going to hit me off the top rope, and Rodney was going to get me, blah, 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 um, if I remember right. And so, yeah, fucking, uh, like, we do the opening spot. Here, here, I got him on some flashy stuff. Here comes the cutoff. Up and under, Rodney hits me in the face. I go down. I turn my body. My right foot doesn't get off the ground, and it just rotates, and I hear it. And um, Anthony, who's like one of the best refs in Texas, uh, good good guy, good friend, uh, was the referee that night. And he looked at me, and I could see my leg was just dangling from oh. my ankle. So I went to go pick it up, and it just dangled. And I went, oh, oh, fuck. And Anthony goes, what? And I go, I think I broke my leg, dude. And then all of a sudden, like, I start, you know, getting that that feeling like that adrenaline and everything like that and like that oh god um kind of thing going on uh and i didn't know what to do and he says what do you want me to do and i said tell just tell rodney to just uh choke me out just choke me out because that was i think that was the finish was he's going to do something choke me out and i said just tell him to choke me out just lay down on me just choke, choke me out i'll tap out or i'll just pass out whatever but it's so shitty because like i'm sitting there holding my ankle up in a chokehold and I passed out with my leg in my hand <laughs> kind of thing. And it's like, man, this is so f- stupid. And Well, just, you know, circumstances. Circumstances being what they were, yeah. And, like, Anthony rolled me out. Um, uh, I went to go step on it for a second. I heard a crunch uh, in my leg. And it was, uh, what was it, my fibula, I think? It was a smaller bone. And, uh, yeah, I heard, like, a little crunching and, like, muscle stuff and everything. And uh, uh, Moonshine was there on mm-hmm. the card. 
And uh, I guess he had like some Tylenol or something like that. He was going to oh, give me for pain, but I didn't have pain at the time. It wasn't painful. I just knew when there was like a, like a, like a, not a throb, but there was like a warmth. A burn. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, was, it wasn't at a burn right there, but it was just like a warmth and it okay. didn't feel good, you yeah. know? And I could feel the swelling and everything. And um, Baby D helped me out. Baby Dumplings helped me out. She gave me um, some ice and some tape. And Moonshine was going to give me some Tylenol, but I said, no, just in case they give me something at the hospital. Like, I don't want to mix everything. And, uh, yeah, hopped in the back of SJ's car, and she took me to the hospital. And we sat there all through the night. We were in uh, – <laughs> I was in my singlet, and she was in her gear. And uh, Pride Parade was that day, too. And they were asking us, they were like, what were you doing? And I was like, oh, I was dancing, you know. And they were like, in the Pride Parade? And I was like – yeah, and the Pride Parade, because I didn't want my insurance to think I wrestled and, like, you know, they weren't going to pay for it or anything, because I had, uh, whatever, Obamacare or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, shit, I'm incriminating myself right now, but <laughs> it's, ar- it's already Obama. over, and I don't owe anybody any money from yeah, this anymore. Yeah. But Obama don't listen to this. Yeah, Obama don't listen, listen to this. But, uh, yeah, like, I John McCain just, did. John McCain did. Rest in peace. And, uh, yeah, I remember just, I was sitting there in the hospital with her, and I was just like, you know, I remember... Uh, I got on the phone with Fuller once I heard that I that I broke my leg and he was like I think this is it for you bud and I was just like what you know like no this is I just broke my leg you know like it's nothing big and he was like no I think this is it for you bud and I think he was just panicking or whatever and then I started thinking about it and I was like why would he be panicking I, I just love that he's like hey man your career well, is over. <laughs> no, it's my career it's now my it's career. over no it's over it's like man. fucking Raw yeah. trying to retire Brian James <laughs> yeah no I think you're done no man like I'll heal from this I'll be alright but like I think he, he was just panicking because it happened on his show and he didn't know what was going on and blah 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 blah. seems and like, to be a running theme of Fuller's yeah you know <laughs> Jesus I don't give a fight me Ronnie fight me Ronnie Ron would beat my ass. Yeah, but, uh, so, like, you know, that happened, and we were just kind of sitting there, and the guy wrapped up my leg very shitty, like, he didn't know what he was doing, and so I was in this cast, makeshift cast bullshit thing for, like, that happened in September, I didn't have my surgery until October, and, because everything had to go through, and, uh, I remember one time, because I had to bathe with it, Oh. and, uh, Sarah was at work and she only worked across the street from where we lived and I was like taking a shower because I was like man I'm fucking stinky I don't want to stink no more and uh, I shouldn't have done it but I got the floor wet and I went to get on my crunches my crutches and like I stood up and this slipped out from underneath me and I landed right on my foot and I went oh fuck like because I heard a crunch and I called her immediately and I was like oh something's wrong with my foot you need to take me to the hospital right now I don't know what's going on. She was super pissed. Oh my god, she was so pissed off at me during that whole thing. I was, I was such a baby during it. Sorry, um, right. I wasn't there to nurture. Yeah, you. I know, right? You weren't there to take me to the eight o'clock in the morning after yeah. you just worked at the bar for uh, until four in the morning. I'd had you suck out my teeth. You, you should were healthy. You should have. Um, but yeah, that happened, and um, so that kind of fast uh, rewind a little bit. Not fast forward. I don't want to fast forward just yet. Uh, rewind a little bit like so Fuller had me as his champion and everything like that and he goes Shire got this great idea mm-hmm. alright lay it on me you're gonna wear Charlie Haas in a best of three matches and I was like excuse me and uh, I wrestled Charlie the first time gave me a black eye and the corner just pop 
you know. Um, and then he was like, all right, so the next one's going to be back-to-back. So you wrestle on Friday and Saturday. It's like, all right. He's like, so you beat him the first time. It was kind of like a referee deal kind of thing. Second time, you're going to get him, but it's going to be another kind of thing. Third time, he's going to put his career on the line. I'm like, hmm, people are going to buy this. <laughs> you know, in my head, you know, and like I said, I was in a bad mindset at that time. And I was just sitting there like, yeah, fuck yeah. We drew 20 people last time. We're going to draw 25 more. You know, this time, and double that, uh, double that crowd, double that twenty crowd. to twenty to forty. <laughs> He's like, "Don't worry about it." Like, you know, you and Charlie are gonna do great. And the third match, Black Bart coming back from triple bypass surgery is gonna knock you out with his branding iron. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, though, could you imagine? God like, bless. Did you know, that happen? This is on YouTube. You can look it so up. Black Bart showed up. Black Bart was there. He was the fuck ranch. watching the match with Garrett. We're watching. <laughs> We're watching that. this. Yeah. This is your real Patreon uh, bullshit. This is what the Patriots desire. Yeah, so I wrestled Charlie the first night on on Friday. He kicked my leg so goddamn hard, like 20 or 30 times, it looked like fucking hamburger. And I wrapped it, and then the next show, and then he he punched me in the left eye again. Charlie Hawes is a shooter, brother. He's intense as hell. God damn. Next night, we go out there, kicks the shit out of my leg again, hits me in the eye up top, so not only do I have a black eye on the bottom of my eye, I have a mouse on the top of my eye and a black eye starting to welt up. And, like, uh, <coughs> so I end up losing that because Black Bart, yeah? 70 years old after having triple bypass surgery, comes in, hits me with BB. Cool. His branding iron. And uh, I remember the So next- you're the heel in this scenario no it's the baby face you're the baby face face. that one twice charlie's charlie's career was on the line and we can't do that in texas brother we can't have charlie haas losing to thomas shire lonely old thomas shire only two times but not a third only two two times but because of referee chicane the careers not when the careers on the line fuck me fuck you fuller so we did that and then the next day i'm sitting there eating uh orange uh what is it orange not orange cereal that's the sipping an orange julius well almost we were at the uh, Froyo place, and I'm just sitting there eating, and Sarah takes a picture of me, and I just look miserable. <laughs> and I have a black eye, and she puts it online, and like everybody's like, oh, what happened? Did you beat him up? And I'm like, no, fucking Charlie Haas did. So, uh, yeah, like that happened. And uh, so shortly after that, uh, <coughs> uh, we go, and I start doing uh, WWE extra stuff uh, mm-hmm. with Funaki. And so... Three weeks before I break break my leg, uh, I go backstage. It was like a SmackDown, I believe, in Houston. And uh, William Regal was there. We had like a really nice conversation with William Regal. He talked to us for like two hours before the show. We had matches. Uh, I actually wrestled Sammy Guevara and before SmackDown, like before doors opened and everything like that. So that's a match that was uh, advertised twice in Texas. Never happened. Ended up happening for a SmackDown. And just in front of William Regal. In front of William Regal, Arn Anderson, Roman Reigns, Dolph Ziggler, uh, and Brad Armstrong. Not Brad Armstrong, but uh, Scott Armstrong. You tell me the big dog was there. The big dog. He told me to jump off the top rope. Because they like to yell at you when you're doing extra stuff like that. Yeah. Did you jump off the top rope? Jump off the top rope. Him and... uh, I think Heath Slater was there or something like that. Come on, baby. Yeah. Jump but off that, the top. That's a rule. You can't go to the top rope and jump off the top rope. So they always go, jump off the top rope, see if you're going to panic. And 
Because they did that at FCW too when I was over there. Really? Yeah, they were like, jump off top rope. And I was like, Shane. He started jumping off the middle rope. Uh, but yeah, me and Sammy had like a nice little five-minute match. And uh, William Regal told me some stuff about, you know, being a good villain and like, you know, how it could make something, you know, more snappy. And because uh, I did a thing where Sammy was going to cross body mm-hmm. me and I ended up hitting him with the Euro, which mm-hmm. has become like something that I do. I did it at the Regals yeah. and did it to a couple other people. So he was like, this is how you make it more effective. And he's teaching me how to be like a better villain and stuff like that. And he's like, there's not a lot of true villains, but I can see like, you know, you being something like this. And he's just talking to me and I'm just sitting there like, Nobody's gonna believe what you're telling me right now, cause like you know, mm-hmm. this is this is super cool. And um, he got my information and everything like that. Got my email. I told him my name and you know, last name Shropshire. I, I said Shropshire. He looked up at me and he's got deep blue eyes, and he just pierced me and he went Shropshire. And I was like, yes, sir, Shropshire it is, you know, cause that's the proper pronunciation of it in England. <laughs> cause there's actually Shropshire, England, and he was like Shropshire. And I was just like, yes, sir. Perfect. And I left. And then uh, we did promos that day. And I, you know, did a promo. And it was actually, you know, about real life stuff and everything. Because I had a guy uh, train with me at Dory School. His name was Will. And, um, like, he was going to be really good. His He looked like a short, uh, a sh- not short, but, like, maybe six foot tall Undertaker, basically. Without, the, like, all the tattoos. And, like, he wasn't okay. as bulky. But he had that look, and he wanted it. He was going to be good. And he ended up, uh, he worked at a lumber factory, and a forklift rolled over his leg. Had to have his foot amputated. And we used to do this thing where we were like, there's only one diamond in this business. Kind of the Buddy Rogers uh, thing to, or, yeah, Buddy Rogers thing to, um, was it Buddy Rogers or Buddy Roberts? Buddy Roberts. Rogers. Rogers, yeah, but Nature Boy Buddy Rogers. Buddy Roberts is a free bird. That's where I was getting mixed up. yeah. Okay, yeah, I'm mixing that too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, the, the original Nature Boy, he one told di- Rick Flair, he's like, there's only one diamond in this business. And Will had that in his house. He said, there's only one diamond in this business, make it you, you know, kind of thing. And that's what I always told myself going after that. But then I kind of lost that. And like, I was telling the story to William Regal about that, and like how there's only one diamond in this business. And if I ever got the chance to make it WWE and, you know, go to Performance Center, because that was like brand new then, like, I would become that diamond kind of thing. And, uh, you know, he told me it was an okay, you know, promo. Thank you for being honest and open about stuff. And, um, you know, he said some stuff to work on and everything. He's like, don't ever downplay yourself kind of thing, you know. Gave me really good advice about everything. And, man, you know, I I asked him. He said, you know, keep on working on things and and stuff like that. Maybe I shouldn't be telling this. I don't know. I don't think it's really going to affect me anymore. He doesn't listen to the podcast. Well, he doesn't listen to that. But, you know. um, it's just he gave me good advice and that's yeah. that's why I don't think that it's anything wrong to tell anything like this you know he just was giving me advice and uh, he told me he's like you know just work on doing this stuff watch this uh, you know to be a better villain better heel if that's what you want to do you know work on your promos and he said just you know get out you know I, I, I really haven't ever heard of you before you know like get out of Texas go here not go here go there but it was just like get out of Texas and I asked him I said you know where should I start? And he said, I can't tell you that. That's something that you have to do on your own. And so it motivated me. And I was like, hell yeah. Like, I got this match with Rodney. I'm going to do this and this with it. And like, you know, I'm going to start messaging people. Broke my leg. You know? <laughs> and um, Hate to see it. 
hate that you hate to see it, don't you? But uh, you know, so like I was starting to come out of that funk, I guess, in a way, because you know I kind of I see what you did there. Ah, I got out of the Marty funk. <laughs> Is that funk, Dory Funk, Jim? Ah, right, funk, right. Dory Shut funk. up! Shut up! <laughs> this is about me, not you. Um, Sorry. But yeah, like I was kind of, I was going to make a go of things. Because I, I had gotten pretty heavy. Like I had gotten up to like 250 or 240 or something like that. And like, uh, the Petri territory. The Petri territory, <laughs> yeah. You know, like I was eating pizzas and you yeah. know, like, keeping them, keeping, lying about eating pizzas and shit like that, you know, mm. eating them before somebody got home Ooh. and then throwing away the evidence. But I had a dog oh, at the no. time and his breast smelled like pizza crust and it was what Kyle was. The pe- Why does the dog smell like pizza crust? And it was, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> fucking dog ordered him a pizza, fucking, I guess. Fucking Sebi wanted some fucking Papa John's. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Um, dog knows how to call. Dog knows, dog knows how to call. What? <laughs> online. It was that damn tux. It was the cats. Uh, so then, fucking too many animals. Take them back to the shelter. Uh, so yeah, you know, just like one of those things where you sit there and you're like, oh yeah, I really want it, but it's like you know, I would go to the gym because you know I had somebody else that wanted to go to the gym and they were motivated and you know I started trying to help that part too, you know, because I wanted that person to succeed and I wanted them to be the best that they could and so maybe it wasn't like I saw that I didn't have a lot of bookings I probably burnt bridges and stuff like that and everything so um I kind of put more stock into that and it was one of those things where it's like you know like I want them to do good I want them to succeed I want them to you know really flourish and everything and be what they can be and uh yeah like maybe like stop caring about my career so much as much and like I stopped working at RCW and I, I didn't have Anarchy, I didn't have Inspire, um, Heavy Metal hadn't come around just yet. Uh, <laughs> you know, it wasn't really, I wasn't working for you guys, and I think I messaged you one time, I was like, hey, NWL's looking really good, and you're like, yep, thanks. I was like, oh. <laughs> he knows. He knows I want to get booked, and I didn't ask, I just need to ask him for the booking, you know? I think probably by that point he was tired of me and Gary fucking hounding him, like, should I do real well in this scenario? Like, uh, fuck off. Yeah. Oh, I see fucking that guy's not, you know who would have been here? Sure. He lived in Texas. Yeah, I lived in Texas. Well, I talked to, you know, yeah. we talked, we had the discussion about moving up there, and we were actually going to move, but, you know, I uh, ended up breaking my leg, so, like, kind of money was down and everything like that, and, um, she didn't think maybe St. Louis was what she wanted, but you know, whatever, mm-hmm. uh, things happen and everything like that. And like, so then, you know, from having that and kind of like, you know, uh, Regal telling me all these things and it's like, yeah, cool. I'm going to try this, try this, try this. And then being bedridden for, you know, forever. And then like having to be on crutches and stuff like that. And then having learned how to walk again. And it's just like, I just gotten such like I was so depressed like I have no problem saying it like I was depressed and I had I never had like bad thoughts or anything like that it was the bad thoughts were always beating myself up about like why did you do this why did you do that like and then and then I started becoming a little bit more motivated you know but motivation fades you know you have to keep on finding stuff and have dedication and not just motivation that was one of the things that uh late in 2017 I got really into was like when I I I dropped like 20 pounds like and I just was like I'm not gonna stay I'm not gonna be motivated I'm just gonna be dedicated and um that was one of the things that 
when I was laid up, I was like, yeah, I'm going to come back for wrestling and this and that, and this and that. And I got cleared in February and I went to like a VIP show and a lot of people were like in Dallas and a lot of people were uh, like surprised to see me. And they were like, oh man, I thought you quit wrestling. I thought you were this and that. And I was like, no, yeah, no, no, fucking no. foolish. said your career was over. Yeah, yeah they said oh, my, my career was over. You said know? you died. And I was dead. <laughs> Whose funeral did he we go dead. to? He was dead. put on a whole fucking memorial. <laughs> he put on a, uh, just Still give me a battle royal when I die and I'll be fine. Still only drew 25 pieces. <laughs> Still, no, it actually drew 15 because not that many people cared about me. <laughs> we but, broke down. Yeah, we, we broke did. down. You guys did it for 15 dollars. Shortchanged us on our short train. Yeah. Big Daddy said, hold on a minute. <laughs> No, wait, right. I'm going to piss on Shire's grave. Piss on Biz. Hey, we're not coming to this funeral for nothing. <laughs> piss on Biz. Piss on Biz. But, you know. <laughs> but that was just like, that was my thing was like, I think uh, my focus had shifted, you know, to making somebody else's, trying to make somebody else's career, trying to help them. And I think I put too much pressure on them too. Mm-hmm. Uh, which like, that's where I come from too. Is like when I was in football, the coach, uh, the coach rode my ass on everything. And I told my stepdad one time, he said, you know, they did that to me too. Cause my stepdad almost played uh, basketball at university of North Carolina in Chapel Hill, you know? So like he was big time athlete, you know, he looked like Michael Jordan. Honestly, yeah. like he, people think that he's Emmett Smith, you know, mm-hmm now because like he's got that build and everything like that and um just super athletic and so everybody you know he just told me he's like you know when people are hot on you like that they see something in you and everything like i see something and i'm hard on people you know all the time that i want to succeed and maybe at that time i wasn't in the right mind frame and i was being too hard and i was being too hard on myself too you know and like all this stuff is like you know you can see it now happening, but at the time it's just like, oh, just, just in a funk, you know. I'll get over it, blah blah. blah. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you know, <coughs> you start operating differently and everything. But we can come back after this. It's only yeah. thirty minutes. Back, we will be back with the rise of shot. Yeah, we're at the down. Now we're coming we're, up yeah, to the we're rise. Up to the downfall. Time for the rise of shot. Rise, boy. So anyway, <laughs> I was real low. So there. anyway, I was at my lowest point, real bad. Uh, but you know, like you know, uh, you just kind of. I just ex- I I oh, what am I doing? I had a stroke there for a second. I right? ex- I expect the best out of myself at all costs. So, I probably push it on some people too and maybe I was being a little bit too hard on people uh, and like at, at the school too like with Dunbar and them too I was hard on them and everything and slapping them slapping them I think I did slap Scotty one time on accident though I don't know was it how do you accidentally <laughs> slap well he somebody. threw me through the ropes and he held uh, onto the rope and I slipped and uh, I like went right to the ground and I was like what the fuck never do that again I don't think I slapped him though I just was like what the fuck man um he slapped him. No, I didn't slap him. <laughs> I did. No, I don't know. But like around this time, I think uh, heavy metal started around. So like I started getting back into like going to shows and getting into wrestling and stuff. I came to Inspire in, in my boot and everything when you wrestled Boothes and yeah, my last match. Yeah, Chris Boudinois. Yeah. Uh, David Vega couldn't even be bothered to come out and say goodbye to you. On that show. <laughs> well, you got you got buried. 
Yeah, I yeah. got fucking put in a cat and yeah. fucking and the baking powder uh, put on you. I was really mad. I don't want to talk about the fucking <laughs> right. booking. Yeah, this is about me yeah, anyway. About so fuck inspire, because I, I have was things. pissed. Uh, but so yeah, I would go to shows here and there, and then like I got cleared in February, and people were like, "Oh, are you coming back? Are you coming back?" I was like, "Yeah," and they're like, "Oh, cool, yeah, cool." Like bookers and stuff, and I was like, "You're not gonna fucking book me? Like, do you not want to book me?" And then. Um, yeah, like, it, I just started getting even more down because, like, I was able to wrestle, but nobody wanted to use me. Nobody wanted to use me. And, like, at the time, I was like, why does anybody want to use me? And it's like, oh, yeah, I was kind of an asshole, you know, and, like, not meaning to be, but as sometimes, you know, and I think a couple of people explained it to me, and they're like, yeah, sometimes you just don't, like, you don't talk to people, you know, or, like, you don't say much to people, and they think that you're... An asshole, like you're being mean to them or whatever. It's it's not that. It's just kind of like I don't know. I have like you're in your own head. Yeah, I have, I'm in my own head, but I have like my own social anxiety or social awkwardness to where like I'll talk to you guys all day long and like joke around with you guys. But if I don't really know you, like I'm not gonna come up and be like, oh brother, brother, what's going on? So good to see you and everything. I'll be like, hey, what's going on, man? You know, like I'm just kind of short with my words and. You know, I don't I don't get into other people's personal business. I don't feel like my personal business is anybody else's, you know, um, beyond what I tell anybody or, you know, what, whatever uh, is talked about. So, um, yeah, like I just feel like it's, certain people, I guess, thought that I was an asshole. And, uh, you know, so that kind of didn't help my bookings and everything right. but uh and Fuller thought your career was over Fuller so thought my was, career was over well Fuller didn't really run that much after that anyway so um fast forward to August of 2017 uh I ended up Dunbar messaged me and he's like hey man like do you really want to get back into this and I was like yeah man and we had uh, a guy coming into Funaki's is uh Shigeyuki Kawahara from Japan Shige and um, he's like, man, I'd really love you to wrestle Shige. And I was like, fuck yeah, dude, like, let's do it. And I remember I took a picture with Kelly Kyla Inspire, and I just remember being so disgusted with, like, the way that I looked. <laughs> and, like, I was, like, pale, and, like, I still wasn't in the gym like I needed to be and everything. I was, like, 245, 250 maybe. That's the heaviest I've ever been. And it was, I can be, Amateur. like, it was because, <laughs> oh, yeah, thanks, people. <laughs> Uh, I could have been like, oh, yeah, it was because of my leg and everything like that. And it was like, that had to do with it because of just the, the toll it put on me mentally and physically. And, like, having to learn how to walk again. And, you know, like, um, you know, like, I have, I have a good group of friends. And, like, I understand when certain people can't, you know, help me out or, like, if they don't want to hang out or whatever and stuff like that. But it's like not talking to friends, not seeing friends, and, like, only going to shows, and then people asking you, and, like, you know, in some ways being like, oh, yeah, when you go wrestling, you know, why aren't you wrestling? It's just, right. like, being asked that all the time, and it's just, like, <laughs> you know, um, it just gets to you, and, and and so I was, you know, comforting myself with, like, food and things like that, and then, like, I got on a diet, a Whole30 diet, and I actually lost like 20 pounds and I was like feeling good about myself and then I like I went vegan for a little bit but like I wasn't really like good vegan it was like processed food vegans and stuff and I was actually vegan for up until I moved up here and then uh, I quit being vegan and then I went vegetarian again now I'm back to eating meat again because uh, yeah because we just had fucking because we Wendy's. just had Wendy's you just now became unvegan I went unvegan again but uh, it's kind of hard to be vegan 
for me on the road, and like I need like 180 grams of protein to maintain. Uh, look at me being smart to maintain some certain muscle masses and stuff like that. But um, yeah, like even with the diets and everything, and I went vegan and I was eating processed foods and I was just heavy and had high body fat and like not lifting as serious as I needed to. Like I would go in the gym and kind of like, you know, pitter around and I didn't really do cardio or anything like that. And it's one of those things where at the time it's just like, uh, you know, like I'll get to it, I'll get to it, I'll get to it. And it's like, no, it's depression, you know? And it's like, it's it's uh, it's it's like not taking care of your mental, you know, and, and um, you know, I didn't show myself a lot of self-love. So I didn't show a lot of other people love, I guess, too, you know, like, or like, care about myself so maybe like I didn't care for other people you know like you guys mm-hmm. you know I didn't talk to you guys as much as I probably did and um yeah I didn't talk to my core group of friends as much as I probably should have and stuff and I just kind of was in my house and I would like work and I worked really late at a bar so like I really didn't have a social life anyway and it was right. just like I locked myself in my house and had my pets at the time and that was pretty much it and I just secluded myself you know and uh, which you know a lot of people don't t- talk about that's why I'm talking about it and it's one of the things where uh, leading up to it like I had a lot of anxiety about wrestling again and wrestling Shige and it's like I don't know if I can do it I don't like the way that I look I don't know if I'm going to be in shape I don't know this or that and, like we had the match and it was not that bad it was a, it was a good match you know it's, it's on YouTube if anybody ever wants to watch it from Heavy Metal and uh, you know shortly after that like some things happened in my life and then it was kind of like a wake-up call kind of thing you know it's like all this stuff had been happening and then the snowball effect happened and then one day I woke up and I just looked at myself in the mirror and I was like go to the gym and I went to the gym at eight in the morning and after that I started going to the gym and it was uh, August so it was still pretty nice outside so I, we, I had a pool at my apartment so I would go to my apartment pool and like I started tanning again like felt good to like be out in the sun and like work out go swimming and uh, I would take my dog on like I would take him on like two hour long walks come back in you know and um, uh, then I'd go back out and like I would walk for like another five hours and I was just going on like these walks like uh, eating better and like working out every day at six and then sometimes I would go back like if I didn't feel like I did good enough and then uh, I had like a bike, like a little bike that I would uh, use at my house. Um, and just like trying to do like the rehab stuff that I had for my leg and everything again to kind of get my leg strength up again and everything. And that kind of, uh, I think I was like, yeah, I was 245. And by September, I think I was like 218. Okay. So like August 13th, August 13th. Uh, I weighed myself I was 245 and by like September like 5th or something like that I was like 218 and um, so like I was just really trying and I was just like working on myself uh, you know mentally and physically and everything like that and just kind of like the things that I did in my life and my career and everything like that like I, I, I can't make mistakes better but I can learn from them and I can accept the mistakes that I made and that's really like what I was doing it's like okay I made a mistake here in wrestling and da 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 you know like how am I going to learn from that and like 
not trying to overthink things and not trying to dwell on things and just kind of like I learned about started reading books and reading uh, listening to podcasts and stuff about mindfulness and you know law of attraction and uh, you know really getting into kind of different things and meditating and I started stretching a lot and doing yoga and you know going on those long walks and just listening to music or listening to podcasts or whatever and you know just kind of trying to get back to maybe not who I was but like who I kind of want to be you know like right. yeah and like the person that I was isn't the person that I wanted to be you know it's like I feel like I'm still learning each and every day and like I don't think that anybody's ever perfect and like everybody has their own kind of flaws and stuff like that and I remember at that time I was kind of you know like at a crossroads with like okay I had that one match my leg was feeling better I was getting in shape again I was feeling good I was getting tan you know I was watching wrestling again like enjoying wrestling and um, you guys were doing great stuff at NWL and I remember messaging Vega and I was like hey you know like um, do you think you could talk to Jackson for me you know like I'm thinking about uh, moving out of Texas and you know there's really nothing here for me like I wasn't really getting booked like heavy metal was kind of taking a break and stuff like that and um because props to Dylan, he ran a good show for a while. Yeah, yeah. And then he just took a break, yeah. Yeah, he just kind of took a little bit of a break. It's, you know, holidays and stuff like that. Yeah. So, um, and then plus, like, venue changes and stuff like that. The first venue that we had closed down, and then, um, uh, I can't remember the name of the bar now, but the the one that we ran um, closed down, too. So, uh, they found another place, and then that one, the Whiskey Girls, and that was, like, a mess. So, okay. um, they just, yeah, kind of just took a little bit of time off, and... Um, so I started training again I went down Chris Marble has a school there at Hybrid because Funaki was starting to work with WWE so he wasn't training as much and I went down there and trained a couple times with him and um, you know I'd go up with Austin I'd go up to Austin and like I'd go hang out with Cody and uh, Albert and stuff like that and uh, you know just kind of hang out and try to get back to like my friends and try to like all the things that I was neglecting and stuff like that like the things that I was I was so overbearing about like making it in wrestling and I had to make it in wrestling and everything wrestling and like stress from life and I'm not making money and blah 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 and like I was right. making good money I was living a good life and everything like that and um I mean shit I had four four animals and apartment and you know I didn't have a car at the time but <laughs> I have a car now uh you had a slave animals mush yeah mush I had a little corgi uh that took me everywhere and uh, <laughs> jump on its back jump and ride on its back. like the wind. He was a Welshie, so he had longer legs, so he yeah. could take it. Uh, <laughs> he was a rambunctious little scamp. Uh, but yeah, just kind of like those things, and then seeing where like I had, uh, hate. Well, I don't hate saying it, but like squandered my talent, basically, you know, and squandered my potential. Where if I hadn't had the same mindset that I had beginning of my career and everything man you know if I just would have went out there and not worried about like oh I have to tie up and arm drag and this and that and just fucking went out there and did what I wanted to do and have fun and everything like that you know who knows whatever but that's another thing where you can't dwell on the past or whatever but it's just learning from that too and so that's when I talked to Vega and I was like hey you know he said he had a room that he let me stay in and he would talk to Jackson. I got in contact with you and you were like, Hey, no guarantees here, but you know, like they might let me book you here on the house show, but that's just one house show. But if you want to move up here, 
you know, go ahead and do it. But, you know, if this doesn't work out, you might have to find something else, you know. So that was... When you I didn't came lie up, to him and fill his fucking head with <laughs> No, he didn't. He, didn't. You know, he wasn't like, we're going to put the title on you. You're going to be Dak Draper and Jeremy Wyatt. And, you know, it was, it was gonna basically like... are going to bring in Charlie Haas? Yeah, we're going to bring in Charlie Haas. He's going to beat the fuck out of you. I knew that it, once Chris seen you work, he'd yeah. like you. But we had to get to that point yeah. first. Yeah. So, like, that. I mean, that's one of the things, too, where... Uh, like... You know, I, I saved up some money, so that was September, and I think I stayed up until uh, November, like late November. I moved up in like around December. Yeah, cause your first show was a My December, first show was a December show. Yeah, because you on TV. Yeah, I mean, you I moved, moved up when I moved out, right? Uh, around the same time. Yeah, yeah, around the same time. Yeah, because uh, I remember I was living with Dunbar for like a month, and no, yeah, like a month, and then. Uh, I went and stayed with my mom for like a week and just like kind of hung out in Dallas and uh, then I moved up shortly after Thanksgiving yeah yeah and you moved right after Thanksgiving yeah <laughs> yeah so we were like right after yeah yeah because I remember I was like oh man I finally move up here I get to hang out with you and you're like I'm fucking leaving <laughs> going, to Cal- going to California going to California years. yeah yeah so that you baby. came you did the battle royal and then didn't you fucked ha- up my ribs. Yeah, didn't you have a match? I remember you had a house show match with Thor. Thor. Yeah. yeah, and that was the one and in uh, St. Joe or something like that. Yeah, or St. Charles. Like, once that yeah, was it was in um, St. Joe, Missouri. St. Joe, yeah. yeah. And like I really liked wrestling Thor. The yeah. one that we had there, and then the the one that we had in the Air Force place, and was that St. Joe? That's St. Joe. That was St. Joe. So that one we I did liked. it again on TV, didn't we? No, I thought we did. No, we did two house shows, I think. Because we did the one, we did the one house show at the place that had the chandeliers. Uh, that's not that far away. O'Fallon. From O'Fallon, yeah. So we did O'Fallon, and then St. Joe was the one where he did the crossbody. I caught him. Yeah. Boom, and that was the one where you tweeted out like we're having a, you know, we yeah. were having like a TV match on a house show, trying to like yeah, prove it, it was you know. Great. And that was the thing too, where I was sitting there and all those things that I was thinking about I was like man if I move up here like you know I have to change my mindset and I have to think and I have to work and I have to act differently you know like coming back from an injury too like I only had that one match yeah. and I had trained like sparingly uh, but I felt like this new sense of you know like positivity and energy and just like just energy you know right. and you guys coming up here and like it made me feel like or when I came up here and you guys you know having that just that one little match, that one little spot at NWL, like it, it made me feel like, you know, for that one second that like somebody actually believed in me and believed in my, you know, skill level and put me in this situation. It's like, okay, let's see what you can do. And then boom, it happened. And then I got a couple more house shows, ended up working Shark Bait and Joplin. Um, then, what was it? Uh, oh, who was it? I remember I did that run-in with Durden yeah. and Mav. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Then me and uh, Jovi started together. Yeah, and then you TV. had yeah. you had me and Durden on TV, and that one was really fun and really good. Um, I always liked wrestling Durden. I liked tagging up with Durden now, too. And um, Then we had the one, me and Thor against the Regals and O'Fallon. And, uh, we should get Durden on here. I bet he tells a lot of good stories. 
Uh, we, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> my whole thing. Yeah, that uh, was good. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jake. Thanks. I always said to you, and I've said this publicly, is you just needed to be in it uh, all the time. Yeah. Like, get, once you started getting high level reps yeah. at a consistent basis, you would be great. Yeah. And that's what happened. And luckily, when you came into NWL, I was just right then pretty much getting full control of the yeah. club creative. Yeah. So I was able to just go, okay, yeah, we're going to put you on everything. Yeah. And so you were you were getting high-level reps. Yeah. Well, I thought it was my performance, but damn. Well, that's <laughs> your He's just like, whatever, I'll just put you on. <laughs> your brother, brother. Well, your brother, performance brother. is what kept you on. Yeah. Um, Never got that match with Dak, though. No. Neither did I, thank <laughs> But God. you were on the last ever NWL show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was a, yeah, let me hear you, Japlin. Bitter, bittersweet, bittersweet. Night for me. Yeah, and that was a thing too. So you talked about that was about, WrestleMania weekend. I could have been on WrestleMania instead of getting <laughs> shot by Gary and fucking Joplin. The butt in front of six hundred people. Yeah, where are you going? Fucking Joplin. But Joplin. Uh, it's funny because you know you were just talking earlier about you know socially awkward, not talking yeah. to people or whatever, but. You were massively over yeah. in the NWL locker. <laughs> like, I we people like when you debuted. I know it wasn't when you debuted. You just did the Battle Royal, but yeah. it was like your first house because your first house show loop, I believe, was a double shot weekend. Yeah, and even after that, like people in the office that were also wrestlers. So because it's by fucking annoying man, by this time <laughs> we've had the layoffs, so you have like. Dak working in the office, yeah. Hoodie working in the office, yeah. all these people working in the office, so they would be on the fucking conference calls, yeah. and they were all like, this guy's hilarious, we need to keep him in, he's great <laughs> in the locker room, and so, you know, you were massively in the ring, but he's a, <laughs> he does a funny Stu Hart impersonation. <laughs> God damn it. He you likes were, to grab on, on Dak's thighs. <laughs> <laughs> keep him around. But you were, like, Dak loved you. Like he, still he, does. He still does? Busy. He doesn't listen to this, but he still does. Okay. He might with Shire on. You know, he might. Congratulations but, uh, on your uh, Young yeah. Guns prospect. What is it called? I don't know. Yeah. Top prospect. Top prospect. TV yes. tournament title win. You're the <laughs> champ. So, yeah, so you were on the so the last ever NWL show. Last ever Joplin show. Bittersweet day. Yeah. I was not. Well, you were one of the few people that knew, because I pretty much knew. You know, so. the whole car ride, you were like, <laughs> If this if this thing goes, I have a feeling I'm gonna get that phone call tomorrow. <laughs> well, I got it on Tuesday. Yeah, on Tuesday. So I, 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 at least I booked you and Gary on this one. It's gonna get filmed and it's gonna go out and yeah. Uh, so I love that building too. I wish that we could run a job because that building was so great. The plan was to do you and Gary for TV yeah. the next week. Yeah, but obviously that yeah. never happened. And then the me and Mav match never got on TV, and that was a really fun match. And then that, and me beating up Will Lowe under a mask, that never made, yeah. that never made air. Now a lot of things didn't, I mean, yeah. yeah, that was a good, you know, final swan song, and then, you know, we went back into doing Anarchy yeah. stuff. And then PWCS, old Greg saw me yeah. at NWL, I got on PWCS, and like, this kid, this kid, yeah. then I met Ke- this Matt young Kenway, up and then, oof. All downhill from there. All downhill from there. Jesus Christ. I don't know why that kid's got an ego. He does not deserve it. Uh, Slap the shit out of him next time I see him. He won uh, STLI. Yeah. Yeah. So that was good. That was good. So since you moved up here, things seemed to be going. And then we finally had, you know, 
that moment at Hog Wild. Yeah. Which if you're a Patreon member, you're gonna get to listen to a watch along. If you're not, sign up at stlanarchy.com backslash Patreon forward slash Petrie Time. It's only 50 cents this week. That's not it at all. Yep, only 50 cents. Use the hashtag (laughs) Thomas Shire says it's 50 cents. Hashtag Livewire. Yeah. If you're a $20 subscriber, you're going to feed us Wendy's. I don't know. (laughs) Trying to think of stuff on the fly. I'm not really it's kidding. late right now. So We're let's still gonna go, watch this. So yeah. let's talk about the match with Gary. <coughs> okay. That let's w- talk about the first match. What's the first match he has back? It was him and Kev. Yep. Yeah, Kev. And then and that know. happened. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I like that one. Kev uh, shot on me. Me and Kev. Me and KLD. Yeah. Uh, Regal twins, right? Uh, no. Yeah. 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 Because it was you and Larry after that. Yeah. KLD, me and KLD, me and uh, Larry, me and Larry, then Regal Twins, Regal Twins, mm-hmm. Ricky, yeah, uh, that knockout shot, yeah, Ricky, then what Parnell, yeah, Parnell, then Parnell, Gary, Gary, Gymnasties, yeah, and and Big Beef, and yep. then Wyatt, mm-hmm. yep, so hell of a run, hell of a and run, coming up yeah. against Gary again, coming up against Gary, and then in September, yep. who knows. This September, yeah, September's yeah, September. over. No, I'm quitting until next September. <laughs> oh, well, wake yeah. me up when September wake ends. Wake me up when September ends. Um, that's Green Day Jackson. I that's know. Green Day Jackson. Billy Joel Armstrong. Uh, yeah, like just going back there and like I don't I don't know if there was a few people I think knew me from like NWO because when I came out there I remember you being like don't do that don't give me that let me hear you bullshit cause that was something we all loved <laughs> let me hear let you me hear Joplin you. let me hear you but you were like just be you know play it a little bit more you know a little bit more serious in this one and it was serious you know me and Kev and everything like that so it's it's kind of that and it's um something where like I came up in NWL like not to sound bad but I didn't give a fuck you know, like I had hear that I didn't care. Like I didn't, I didn't care. Well, in the sense of like, I didn't care about if I made a fool of myself or anything like that. Like I wanted to go out there and I wanted to wrestle as good as I can possibly wrestle, and really see what I can do out there instead of like, you know, minimizing myself and like trying to fit in some like kind of bubble or like you know chaining myself because I don't feel like I'm good enough or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, so I just wanted to go out there and I was like, okay, like I'm going to go out there and I'm going to try to do moves that I've never done before. I'm going to try different match structures. I'm going to try, you know, doing this way, doing that way. And, um, and that was one of the, that was one of the things I think we, uh, me, Rook and Fitchett, me, Rook and Fitchett, me, Rook and Vega were all, uh, riding together to the Joplin show. And I was, I just started going, let me hear you, you know, and then he, Brooke was like, if you don't do that when you go out there, I'm going to slap the shit out of you kind of thing. And Fitchett is violent. And Fitchett is violent, especially towards me. <laughs> uh, the Rook and the Young Boy. The Rook and the Young Boy. They finally meet. Uh, but he was just like, yeah, man, you should use that. You know, like it's it's something, it's silly, whatever. You know, it'll get over it. And it, it did in the locker room. Yeah. 100% it did. 100% got over in the locker room. And I think that was one of the things where it's one of those like oh well you know you had that whole thing and then when I came out some people are like you or whatever or like when I stand on there and everybody some a couple people did the little hand gesture thing and it's kind of like no I'm not that guy right now 
like I had to feel like I had to kind of find myself by not caring and just wanting to have fun in NWL and that allowed me to kind of like have fun at PWCS um, you know getting out with Kenway and going to AWE and uh, other other places and mm. um, like I feel like because of NWL because of PWCS because of uh, really anarchy you know coming back to anarchy and everything like that um, through the matches that I had I ended up uh, Dunbar in August of uh, was it 2018 August of, yeah last year uh, he had a spot in a car load he was like well Kurt's gonna be down there do you want to uh, wrestle Kurt Stein I was like fuck yeah I want to wrestle Kurt you know so I hopped down there and then from that like that got me heavy metal dates and then from heavy metal it got me back to inspire you know because of uh you know jordan miles helping me out there and uh, you know but like having matches like pco and and stuff like that kingston and, well it was before that mm. the, 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 the show that i had the, okay. sh the show that i wrestled kingston was the night uh was two days before inspire coming back to inspire yeah, okay yeah and then i dyed my hair blonde again which was a bad idea yeah yeah because i had a sweet ass mohawk and then I was gonna dye it blonde, and I was gonna look like Sonata, and it was gonna look really cool because I'm I love Sonata, and he's I I had some good stories with Sonata in Japan, but that'll be for another time. But I really enjoy him, and I enjoy his wrestling. Um, and I was gonna try to bite off of him for a little bit with that hair color and everything. Um, but yeah, like through that, just kind of like me and Gary talked about it too on a couple Carlos before we tried to kill each other. Uh, was just like just go out there and have fun, you know. Like, tr I, I tried to be I tried to be too serious all the time and everything like that. And like, I just want to go out there and I just want to have fun, and like, have have matches that I can be proud of, but that can be entertaining and crowds like and everything like that. And um, yeah, you know, like going now going back to Texas and then coming back and then fucking match with Gary. Like, <laughs> I don't think anybody seeing that match graphic they thought that that match was going to be what it actually was except for a few of us except for a few people yeah but I that, knew yeah that, that's what I'm saying you and I knew yeah, <laughs> no well, one else yeah I told you guys how motivated how like that promo that I made where I was like I'm going to bloody you up I'm going to bust you up I'm going to do that like I fully went into that match with the intent that like me and Gary were just going to go at it and like whatever happened happened and what happened did happen and I'm you know, pretty grateful that it did happen because that's a lot of people talked about it, and somebody said it's like I'm a uh, was a decade long, uh, uh, overnight success that was a decade long or something <laughs> like that, a decade in the making. Yeah. Overnight success, a decade in the making. It's like that I would like rather. A Greg line. I'll give that to Greg. That sounds pretty yeah. good. Well, it wasn't Greg. It was somebody on Twitter. I can't oh. remember their name right I'd now. Say it was Greg. It was probably a long time anarchy fan. Yeah, it probably it a, followed it all. It was a couple months a couple months ago when that happened, and uh, you know, just like. Like I said before, like, I'm not used to people tweeting out about my matches or, like, you know, talking well, about sure my matches or something. Yeah, and, like... Weeks after. Yeah, because, like, I had the one with Kingston, like you talked about, in, in March, March 2nd. And after that, people were putting it on match of the year list, this and that, and I was like, well, this is really cool. And then May rolls around, and then me and Gary happens, and then I came back to the back. That's the first time ever I've ever seen 99-plus... Uh, or whatever on Twitter because so many people retweeted, so many people liked, so many people commented, so many people took pictures, gifted, 
you know, just like everything on that. And it was like really overwhelming. And like, like I said, I'm super, super grateful for it. And like, I mean, going through it and everything at the time, I wasn't sitting there going like, fuck yeah, all time great right here. You know, I'm just like, fuck, I'm bleeding a lot, you know, and I'm hurting. And then I'm about to throw Gary on these chairs. Hopefully I got enough strength. Oh, fuck, I threw him five rows. You know, like, <laughs> and then seeing that, like, after the show and everything, yeah. and, um, you know, seeing how concerned everybody was for me and everything, and I didn't think I bled that bad. Oh, so, like, oh, no. we'll, I'll, we'll kind of talk about it more on the Patreon. I don't want to give too much away, but, like, I remember it happened, and he headbutted me, and he hit me, and I felt something, but he also hit me in the nose. So, like, my eyes started to water, so that's why I went out of the ring and underneath the ring, because I was like, no, I'm not... You know, right. he's probably going to try to do it again or something like that. So I'm underneath there, and then Chin comes up to me, and I'm like, oh, man, my fucking nose. And Chin, and I go to look at Chin, and he goes, Jesus Christ. You know, like, oh, shit. I'm like, what? He's like, you got a gusher, man. I was like, oh, yeah, is it good? You know, like, yeah. joking around, like, oh, yeah, I got a little hard way, brother, you know, whatever. And uh, <laughs> just like, then all of a sudden I start seeing it on the ground, and I start feeling it, and then I start smelling it. Oh, the worst is when you smell it. Oh my god! And then, and then he's like, "Do you do you even want to continue? It's a gusher, man. I'll call it." I said, "No, fuck that. Let's go, dude. Does it look good?" He's like, "Yeah, I'm coming out the apron." You, you know, know that Vince McMahon like <laughs> I peek up, <laughs> and then I do the whole like, "Huh, huh." Well, I remember it's bad, that. isn't it? And then all of a sudden, I see more blood. And I'm like, oh, "Fuck, it's bad." Oh fuck, it's bad. I remember and then Gary dives on me. <laughs> you coming up from the apron and you had your hand like this and yeah. there's just all blood in your hand. And I just look up like I either looked at Deborah or Walter and I just go, Oh shit and I start walking <laughs> to the back to get towels. Like we're gonna need fucking towels and water. And yeah. I got the water cooler or the water pitchers <laughs> yeah, ready. The pitchers, yeah. And shit, yeah. So yeah, just like I don't remember who was like freaking out about it, but they're like, Oh no, you we need to stop it. And uh, I, maybe it was Kenway being such a little fucking prissy. <laughs> of course Kenway's going to be concerned about me. Yeah. He needs you to drive him. Like, yeah, he needs me to drive him to Atlanta. Uh, and I was like, no, he's fine. He's like a fucking man. He can yeah. handle it. Yeah. Full-grown man. He pays taxes. Yeah, full-grown man. He pays taxes. But it's funny because, like, we did that whole thing, and I get back. It was Sean room. Orleans. That's who it was. Oh, God. That prissy little. <laughs> we do the whole thing, and, like, I'm legitimately wiping blood out of... I can... It's red in my eye. It's blood is in my eye, and I'm trying to wipe it with the singlet. And Chin goes, "Hey man, are you okay?" And I'm going, "I cannot see Chin. I can't see." And then Gary just kicks me in the fucking mouth. You know? <laughs> That's Gary. Yeah. And then uh, he's like, "You fucking wanted it." I'm like, "Oh god damn it! You're right. I did want it, Gary." And then um, so yeah, like he keeps on asking me, and I'm like, "No, don't stop it." Like you know, because I didn't want it to stop. Like I knew. Yeah. I knew that like I wanted. <clears throat> I knew what I wanted to do in that match. And for me to be able to do what I wanted to do, I had to keep going and we had to keep wrestling. I couldn't just stop it because I was bleeding. Yeah. And like through that, you know, the people pounding on the mat, the people cheering for me, people talking about it. Like, mm-hmm. I, I used to always make fun of Bret Hart because uh, he would say shit. Multiple in, reasons, but yes. He'd say shit in interviews, like when he'd be talking about a match, or he'd be like, you know, me and, you know, Bad News had this beautiful yeah, match. Yeah, beautiful and match. I was like, what an idiot. Oh. <laughs> but that match is an example of that. Like, yeah. that story, the things that unfold, yeah. like, you're a heel going into that. Yeah. 
Gary's the fucking Gary's king the man. Of like I mean, the man big in Spalding, it don't get any bigger. Yeah. And by the end of that, like they're fucking on their feet, pounded yeah. on the mat. And you know, it's funny because we we've talked after this, like, oh well, you know, I'm gonna be massively a babyface now. Yeah. And it's still like I think, but what happens in those moments when you're a fucking heel? Yeah. Is they respect you <laughs> even if you're an asshole. Yeah. And that's what that did. And yeah. like watching that Bleeding build. That much and everything. Like yeah. watching that build. And the fans, you know, they'll know more of the backstory <laughs> now. Yeah. But they knew some of it then. Yeah. And it's like this fucking guy's been working for ten years trying to get over here yeah. and uh, over in general and yeah. now we embrace him and that's part of like that you can't book shit like that. You yeah. can't go, here's the story you're going to struggle on the indies for 10 years yeah. and then we're going to fuck I'm going to lose NWL job and I'm going to restart Anarchy yeah. Gary's going to be gonna massively head, over Gary's going to headbutt you and then you're going to get having to wait and we're going to book this match Gary's going to headbutt you hard way you but then they're going to respect you Yeah. and we knew this back in fucking 2000. 2014 yeah. <laughs> yeah we knew this was all going to yeah. happen you can't book moments like that yeah. they have to just True. happen because like I feel like me and Warhorse's match was really good yeah and we had a good match and it like showed a little bit of what i can like kind of do outside of like being hoss or whatever you right know? Mm-hmm. and the, the, that kind of was like a little bit of the king's road kind of style and then like going in there with gary and everything like that boom and then it, i think like that kind of turned like it's like gary's the fucking man yeah gary's the fucking dude in spalding and everything like that and then it was kind of like but you know like oh this is what you know Shire can do in this kind of spotlight and then yep. we had the match with gymnastics and everything and then when it was announced that I would wrestle Wyatt it was kind of like oh okay yeah I'm excited to watch this now yeah. you know and like uh, which I, was another great match that, like, yeah. you and Wyatt was very good yeah. which got where you got to show that you're you, it's <coughs> you are Mr. Russell Russell it's not just Mr. Russell like Russell, yeah. brawling and hoss stuff yeah or, Gushing blood. And I think it's and funny shit. too because I, I see some write ups or like I see some of the things that people talk about and they're like the heavy hitter and I'm like all I do is European <laughs> uppercuts and I have like one boot that I stole from you <laughs> where I knock people down with it and I step on them like that's all I do I don't punch people I might throw a forearm I hate getting chopped so I don't chop people but if you chop me I'll chop you back. You know, kind of thing. It's like the heavy-handed Thomas Shire. I'm like, no, I'm more of an idiot than anything. Like, I'm more just to come out. Hey, what's up? You know? Let me hear you. Let me hear you. Spalding. What do you got in that cup? Sprite. Sprite sucks. You know, like that's me. You know. Yeah. All, All right. right. Well. Well, take it, a break. So again, we're gonna take a break, but we're gonna we're watch gonna his to match with Gary. We're gonna get to questions. Yeah. We're gonna watch his match with Gary for Patreon, and I'll give you a serious link when we come back. <laughs> uh, we're gonna wrap up with uh, some of the questions that people asked, um, and if there's any other questions you have, uh, please feel free to send I'm them. I'm sure to we us. covered it in four hours of recording. <laughs> maybe we did. Maybe we didn't. Maybe somebody has a very specific question. Uh, I still have some things to say. All right, all right. Shia, <laughs> I can talk about me for a long time, fellers. Uh, so this one comes from a young uh, gunslinger, Mafishat. Uh, uh, French fan. Yeah. What's your favorite Buck Cherry song and why is it cocaine? It's actually called Lit. What is it called again? Litwick. Lit Up. Lit I'm all Lit Up know. again. Thanks, Fitchit. It's called I'm Lit. Uh, Kelly Kyle asks favorite funk memories. Um, I feel like we covered that, but all right. 
Not really. Bolton point them. Not really. One of my favorite memories was one time uh, in practice, Dory used to have like this uh, kind of satchel thing, like a like a almost like a fanny pack thing, but he called it his purse. Okay. And one time he looked at Marty and went, Marty, where's my purse? And uh, so that was one of my favorite things, just the way he said that. And then he would always grab your tricep and pull yeah. you in really close okay. and whisper things to you that he didn't want other people to hear, <laughs> you know. Uh, so that was one of my favorite things. Favorite te- uh, memories in Texas? None. I hate Texas. I hope Texas uh, succeeds and uh, becomes its own. No. <laughs> you mean what succeeds? I... What did I say? Su- succeeds. Succeeds. I succeeds. hope they succeed, like too. Like it wins. I hope, I hope Texas. Remember succeeds. Alamo, brother? There's a... Go get your bike in the basement. Uh, one of my favorite memories is actually playing Battletoads at your apartment, Kelly, uh, with Vega. and um, Not going to Genghis. Not going to Genghis. Deathmatch drinking games are fun. Oh, deathmatch drinking games, yeah. Um, not smoking weed with everybody. on the. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, we're not going to bury anybody again on that one. We're done bearing. Um, we're lifting. We're uplifting. We're lifting. We're uplifting. Hold on. I'm still looking. I'm scrolling, okay. scrolling, scrolling. There's not that much. Uh, Son of Nord, Tommy, I want. Uh, I want to know about Japan. Why the hell did you? Why didn't you stay there? Uh, because I was 20, and I did really bad. <laughs> he did fine. <laughs> Bobby Thunder, what's the highest amount in a match that not that Shire has gone straps up, straps down? Oh, uh, it was probably recently uh, PWCS maybe I did it like maybe four times okay and then like I almost took my whole pants off <laughs> against the Regal twins yeah, yeah. I took them off after I, I back body dropped uh, Logan back in the ring I think it was and then like I got up on the apron I took off my straps and I pulled it down all the way and saw my uh, American Eagle underwear and then somebody made fun of me for having American Eagle underwear that's my that's my young boy I show my ass you <laughs> yeah. show your drawers and then he also says what's his what's my favorite dog and why is it a corgi more in depth why is it his corgi I do love your corgi very very much and it's I would love to fucking precious yeah I would love to uh, take it on a five hour walk uh, Sean Orleans. We're not at, we don't. We don't need to ask. <laughs> Sean, Fuck you, Sean. Four fucking hours. You can ask your question in person. Um, piece of <laughs> shit. Why the single? Because I'm a Mr. Wrestler man. My favorite breed of dog. It would probably be a corgi or Jack Russell Terrier or Rat Terrier. Uh, my favorite match of 2019: Gary or against Kingston. Um, what did I think about Zion's dunk last night? Uh, Big Daddy it could probably sweet. answer that. It I liked was. it when he blew out his fucking shoe because I hate Duke. It was sweet. Sorry if Deb's trying to sleep. It's a, it's almost midnight. Pal- Pelicans are going to look good. Uh, Jason Klein asks, I need the backstory about Japan in full de- detail. Fully expecting two hours plus. Well, there's four oh, hours man. for you, <laughs> Klein. So, uh, we doubled the, We're uh, in an hour and a half yeah, right now. But if, if we uh, consider the fucking <coughs> Patreon stuff, you're getting four yeah. hours. If you want to know any more, then uh, just ask re-listen. me. I have tons of... Uh, re-listen. Ja- I have tons of stories about Japan. Uh, R-Squared asks, uh, thoughts on Master P now owning Hog Wrestling? Overall thoughts? Look, I'm bowdy bowdy and rowdy rowdy, all right? I want... To wrestle for Mr. Master P, Mr. Master P. Dude's got the money. He got the money, man. He's a he's a mastermind. He's a genius. Ready uh, to go hog wild. I hope. Fuck, man. Come on. <laughs> Watch that on IWTV backslash. Um, no, I think it's great for wrestling. I hope you know he does what Billy Corgan did for the NWA to hog and right. get them more exposure, more exposure, more exposure. Billy Corgan, great promoter. We worked for him. <laughs> did you? 
Yeah, back Resistance the, uh, Pro. Resistance. Oh, okay. Uh, Tommy asks, "What's a really good place to get a burger at Wendy's?" Uh, follow up: Why is it? Uh, why is In and Out so terrible? I don't think that In and Out is terrible. That was the last question. So, um, I don't think In and Out is terrible. It's the only place that I really like to get like the protein burger and everything and Animal Style. I don't care for their fries okay. that much. Uh, I know there's a big debate about Whataburger and In and Out. I hate honest, honestly at three o'clock in the morning when I was bartending and uh, drinking. That's probably why I was 250 pounds. I would go get Whataburger and I would eat like a pig. So I've had probably enough Whataburger to last me my life. But every time I go back down to Texas, it's a nice little treat to have. I never liked it. I like, I like it well enough. I like their fries and I like the spicy ketchup and everything. Their burgers are pretty good. Uh, their chicken tenders are really good. Yeah, the chicken tendies are what I um, like. So, in I'm and a out, chicken tendy guy. I like In N Out and I like um, Whataburger. Uh, if you're ever in Georgia or Nashville, Cookout. I had Cookout uh, while I was at SUP this past Sunday. So, and it was dope. Okay, thanks. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Jackson. Jackson. Uh, thanks for boxing that. me right Important now. Important boxer. You're right next to me, you <laughs> asshole. All right, yeah, so what does the future fun. hold? Where uh, where can people see you coming up? Oh, man, it's all downhill from here. All right. <laughs> I buried a lot of people. Uh, no, I just, um, the future. Lean I, forward. Oh, sorry. All I right. keep on leaning. But I'm yeah. going to be comfortable, man. I, I, I do, too, but we're like two feet away from the fucking phone. We'll move phone. the can. We're, it's on top of an Angry Orchard can. Well, we run a professional <laughs> setup here. We had, we had one beer, and we're acting like we're wasted over here. I just hope to uh, continue getting bookings at places that I, I wrestle for, and uh, I will be at AWE. Well, this is probably going to be out way after this probably but I'll be at AWE uh, October 13th against Ship Day I'm wrestling no, for the... the first part comes out tomorrow yeah, oh. that's the second part though oh yeah, yeah. yeah. well anyway you will have wrestled Chip Day I will have wrestled Chip Day and hopefully I'm the Georgia heavyweight champion after that uh, 24th I'll be at Journey Pro uh, uh, in Overland Park Kansas I'll be wrestling Kurt Stallion uh the 26th of October, I'll be at Proving Ground Pro in Havana, Illinois for the Sam Manacker uh, Invitational Tournament, sure. I believe is what Sounds it's called. Um, and then I think uh, November 9th? 8th. Well, no, November 8th, I'll be wrestling Gary, yeah. So come out to that because that'll be, uh, I want to kill him. Um, no, nah, not really. I don't. Wanna, I hate when people say that. Like, I'm going to kill you. You just want to beat him. You're going to die. Yeah, I just really want to beat him. He's the first guy that ever made me bleed. First guy that ever knocked me out, mm-hmm. so I want to beat him really bad. Uh, but the day after that, I believe we're going to be at TWE in Chattanooga, Tennessee. And after that, I'm not really too sure because I'm terrible at, at my schedule. All right, well, what's your Twitter handle and my, everything like that? My Social Twitter, media. My Twitter handle is at NotThatShire. I have an Instagram. It's at NotThatShire underscore. And, yeah, I just, uh, I just hope to uh, continue evolving as a person as a wrestler as a human being as a as a, as a handsome virile son of a bitch as a young up and cover as a young up and cover hopefully by the time so my birthday is in march so hopefully i'll be a 32 year old young up and cover so <laughs> hopefully i'll finally uh be able to break that out all right jackson take us home with the plugs and shit all righty <laughs> so we we are going to continue this conversation well, actually, this will already be on Patreon yes. by the time this part comes out. I think so, so. Yeah, it will be. Because we do public, and then Patreon <coughs> will be this, what we're about to record. No, the Patreon's the one we just recorded Saturday. Well, whatever. Well, whatever. You'll get to it's it. It's either up or it's coming up. <laughs> it, but we're going to watch the match from Hogwild with Shire. 
to sign up on Patreon, it's patreon.com slash anarchystl, tiers starting as low as $5. But just a heads up, this will be on the $10 level. 10 and up, yep. Yeah. Tons of stuff on sale. We return to action November 8th with No Church in the Wild. Tickets at nov8th.bpt.me. Only GA remain for that. That's our last live event of this year, but we are having the Anarchy Christmas Party. That is not a live event, just a big get-together. Tickets are only $5 for that at axmas.bpt.me. And then we start our monthly events, starting with Gateway to Anarchy, Friday night, January 10th. Tickets at gta20.bpt.me. And then we return on Friday, February 21st with In Your Hall, Strong Style Series, inyss.bpt.me. Remember, season tickets are available. You can DM me for details. Uh, we are still holding those for people who are interested. We will be putting everything on sale, though, middle of November. And then once Front Row is sold out for January, they are sold out, which means no more Front Row season tickets. That's all I got. Cool. That's all, folks. We'll be back in two weeks. Hashtag piss on biz. Piss on biz.